Welcome to episode 21 of the BSN Rams podcast. I'm Nick Nabalski and Nick Patnode here with you again. Boy, this really turned into a loaded show today, Nick. It did, we, yeah. got, uh, we got two more wins to talk about for men's hoops. Um, a little bit of recruiting news for, for Mike Bobo and the football team, but we're going to start out um, a, a little bit of a surprise, I guess, if you want to call it that, uh, an investigation um, that the Coloradoan put together. I shouldn't say put together, but releasing the details of. Uh, late last night regarding Larry Eustachie and a little bit of um, emotional um, and verbal abuse toward his players in 2013-14 season specifically. Um, I don't want to make this whole episode be about it, but just your overall thoughts. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's I'll, I'll say this about the report in general. It's old news. I mean, the university knew about it when it came out back in 2013 or 14. Uh, they decided to handle it in their own way internally. It's a private investigation, so it wasn't meant to be released to the public, but it got leaked somehow. And the Coloradoan just uh, reported on it. So will will anything come of it? Probably not. Larry Eustachie has been disciplined. And it, from what it sounds like from Joe Parker, things have gotten better. Um, but it's just another reason for people who already don't like Eustachie to like him even less. He's not the kind of guy who people have rallied behind in the past. Think back to when McElwain left CSU, how big a deal that was. And I think it's largely because... He had become so ingrained in the community. I don't see that with you, Stacey. It's not wrong. It's just not his style. So uh, it's it's it wasn't needed, especially right now when we're on such a great win, win streak and we've got some stuff to look forward to. But um, you know, not not a great report for the team. But it's it's you know, what we're looking at is not terrible. I mean, throwing coke cans against the wall, breaking some clipboards, thing like it's pretty small. You know, the language was a little concerning. But then again, that's what sports is. People don't come here to be coddled and, and to be talked to like they're children. So. Um, I don't think it's that big a deal. I certainly don't think that anybody should be upset with the Colorado and they, they did their job. They were given a report. They did their homework on it, followed up, made sure it was accurate, made sure it was true. And then they, they released it to the public, which is what they were supposed to do. And, um, if you're going to be upset, don't be upset at them for reporting it. Be upset at you, Stacy, for giving reason for there to be an investigation in the first place. Yeah. I mean, I kind of tied a little bit back to, you know, a lot of fans, don't like the way that Eustachio recruits. He goes after these junior college guys, the community college guys that that transfer over. He doesn't, you know, necessarily go for the the, the big name four year guys typically. And what he does, I mean, we we've already seen a number of guys transfer. But you almost have to wonder if, um, I mean, if you're a if you want to be a four year guy, if you're a great prospect coming out of high school. After reading this, do you want to go to CSU knowing that that you're going to get emotionally berated by your coach? And you know, maybe that that's a little bit why John Octius, John Gillen uh, transferred. I I don't know, but you know, it, it's certainly uh, worth thinking about at least. Yeah, that's the most concerning thing in the report is that not one scholarship player has stayed here for four years since Larry's been here. So he's only been here five years, but nobody sticks around. We're dealing with a lot of transfers and and. That's concerning. It's not a good look for the program, like you said. It it certainly didn't need uh, – we didn't need this to happen, especially to this basketball team, given everything that's happened already this season. But uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping that the, the players can kind of rebound from it and, and continue to do what they've been doing lately, which is winning, right? We've winning. got some, some good stuff to talk good about. Stuff. And real quick before I move on, I just wanted to mention that, you know, of all the negativity, and I don't want to sound like a, like a Larry apologist, but I mean – it, 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 we've already seen several guys from that first team that he that he coached the, the year with all the seniors. Wes Eichmeyer, Greg Smith, Jesse Carr have all kind of stepped forward and said, you know, that's that's not the coach that I know. He's a he's a builder of men is is what I believe what what Wes tweeted out yesterday. 
you know, I don't think Pierce Hornung would have would have would have came back to be on his staff had he not highly of Larry. So, you know, you you, you got to take kind of both sides of the equation here. You do. That's a that's a really good point. We've seen a lot of players uh, come to his defense, um, and, and Dwight Smith did it too when when grades thing happened back in right. December. So, uh, so people have come to his defense, but I. The reason you're not seeing guys speak out the other way is because they're they don't want to go on record as having said that. There's a lot of reasons. So don't think that there's no players willing to say the other side. They just don't want to go public yep. with it yet. Yep. So we're going to jump right into to the, the two big wins for the Rams um, last Saturday at Moby, getting a 78-62 win over Fresno, um, who demolished them in, in the first matchup. So it was good to see the Rams kind of come out, uh, play well. They, um, they 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 got off to a decent start. A little bit of of shooting struggles from both sides, but, um, you know, Gene Clavel finished just five of 17, 19 points. JD Page, I mean, we, we talked about him maybe needing to be that, that other, um, option on offense. And, and he had a great game, seven of 11, 23 points, um, played with a little bit of an edge, mm-hmm. got a technical foul late in the half. Um, you know, but, but the Rams took care of business yet again, which I mean, Thank goodness, because you know these these games coming down at home are definitely ones we can't afford to lose, and and they're doing everything they can to get these wins, and uh, and it's fun to watch. I mean, you know, these guys are playing with a chip on their shoulder, and they know it's at stake, and uh, come out there and get a, a win like that over a team that they lost badly to on the road, uncharacteristically, um, at least so far this season. That was good good to see. Yep, Emmanuel Amagbo, seventeen points, but only had three rebounds, which was a little um, bit of an. Uh, Pretty astonishing, actually. But Nico Carvaccio made up for it. 11 rebounds, looked great, played strong inside. Um, six points for him. Um, Prentice Nixon, just four points. Braden Collicker, though, it, Mr. Consistent now almost yeah. off the bench. You could almost put him down for anywhere from like five to seven points a night. So so good win. Um, and, and then, of course, the uh, the border war um, on Tuesday. You know, it, it, at first glance, a lot of folks, I think, were saying, well, you know, it, it, this this could be a, a road loss, arena auditorium, as we talked about last episode, tough place to play. But um, the Rams scored the first five points. They they really both teams lit it up from three. I think they were a combined 10 of 13 to start. Um, you know, Gian Clavel once again struggled from the field, and yet he still winds up with 20 points and, um, you know, Really, I think Wyoming missed a lot of open shots, which a, a tired CSU benefited from. But um, a game of runs, seemingly in the in the second half, and uh, Wyoming cuts it to one with less than a minute to go. And and the big play, Gian drives, kicks out the Prentice, nails a three, and and that's your ball game. Unbelievable! I, this is the season where these Rams are trying to get every win in an, a road arena where they haven't done so in several years. And right. Wyoming's just another one. Uh, they had the last six games, both home and away, they, they haven't won. So it was good to get a win over Wyoming there on the road. But yeah, like you said, unca- they were they looked real sluggish at the end, and that's because Wyoming set that fast tempo there early on, yep. and it came back to bite the Rams. But uh, good to see him get the win. It wasn't Gian's night necessarily. He didn't have his best game. But Amagbo said post-game that after his three-rebound performance against Fresno, Larry said, hey, that's not going to fly. And he came back and made up for it with how many rebounds against Wyoming? A ton. Yeah, just, I mean, a double-double, 15th double-double of the yeah. year. Of his, of the, so, you know, great, great stuff in, in Laramie. Yep, so now we, uh, the Rams all of a sudden are, are in first place in the Mountain West. Yeah. And granted, it 
it's temporary because several teams right behind them are playing, whereas CSU will be off the rest of the week. But we just wanted to kind of go over these these final stretches for, for the teams that, that CSU is going to be competing with down the stretch for a Mountain West regular season title. We'll start with Nevada. Um, they will be home against Utah State, home against Boise, away at UNLV, away at San Jose State, and then we'll host the final game of the regular season against the Rams, which could prove to be crucial. Um, I think of these teams, that's maybe the most favorable stretch. Mm-hmm. The Wolfpack could easily run the table and go 5-0 and the rest of the way. They could. And and if that happens, yeah, they're, they're, they finish the top of Mountain West. Yep. No doubt. Yep. So Boise, um, they've got a somewhat similar stretch. Home against Wyoming, away at Nevada. Home against San Jose State. Home against Fresno, away at Air Force. Again, pretty favorable, but I do see at least one loss in there. I think they go maybe four and one. Yeah, definitely. I I think playing at Nevada for Boise is going to be tough, uh, and and that would be I think the one loss. Yeah. So both of those teams, as of now, um, right behind the Rams, New Mexico. I mean, really, since since beating CSU about a month ago, have just gone on a torrid pace. And, yeah. And they're they're just a full game behind, but they've got away at Fresno. Of course, that big matchup with CSU next week, away at Wyoming, home against San Diego State. So pretty tough stretch. I think they go at least 2-2. Two and two. Um, And then the Rams, of course, <clears throat> they go um, away at the pit next Tuesday, home against San Diego State, home against Wyoming, away at Nevada. So maybe of the four, CSU has the toughest stretch down um, the final four games. You know, I think even if they play phenomenal, uh, mistake free, maybe even get some breaks here and there. They, I think they only go two and two. Which you know, Dominic, that's fine in my book. I'm, yeah. A Mountain West regular season conference title would be great to have. However, it doesn't no good at this point. We already know the Mountain West is going to come down to the conference tournament in Vegas, so they need to be focused on finishing in the top five so they get a first round bye. Mm-hmm. Ideally, you'd like to finish as as high as you can so that you have the easiest road in the tournament. But you need the first round buy for sure. So if they finish two and two, not the end of the world. They'll go to uh, Vegas with a first round buy, and they'll have to play three games and three nights to win the championship. It's something they can do, but boy, it ain't going to be easy. Yeah, yep. And Larry talked about it after the Fresno game last week. It's it's a fine balancing act between trying to you know manage these guys to to get as many wins as you can, but also save whatever legs they have left because you know this is obviously a depleted team, and you're going to need everything you have to win potentially. Um, you know, two or three games in a, in a row in the conference tournament. Yeah, it's going to take some extra special heart, and uh, and I think it's something the Rams definitely have. Um, you know, they've, they've the, the Mountain West tournament's always interesting. There's teams that come close that you kind of never really thought would. So there's always room for CSU to do well in that tournament. But like you said, it's going to be it's going to ask for the most energy that they've given all year when they have the least of it. So yeah, yeah. of course the, uh, the the big game at the pit is Tuesday. Um, so be sure to tune in for that. Hopefully, uh, nothing ridiculous happens for the sake of see. I mean, you don't you don't want guys getting suspended, obviously, with it being this late yeah. in the year. So I I wonder I want I'm interested in that game because I'm wondering if if they'll even kind of remember that. I, I think it'll come back into play a little bit, but it has been a while yeah. since they played, so it's not like it's a fresh wound anymore. Yeah, we'll Very see. True. Yep. So we're gonna end today's episode with a little bit of football news. The Rams got a punter. Yay! Big uh, big three star out of California. Um, Ryan Stonehouse, easily the best name on the team now. Of course, it goes to a to a kicker <laughs> yeah. of all of all positions. But your thoughts on on who has been kind of dubbed as the the top punting prospect in the nation? I think it's awesome. We we you know hey we're gonna have a 
we're going to have a guy who's at least capable of filling the shoes left by Hayden Hunt. So that'll be a fun guy to watch. Uh, I don't think he'll be as effective right away, but he's going to turn into a pretty good punter, I would I would assume. And we already know how critical that position was last year. Mm-hmm. So it's good to not have to rely on third-string quarterback to get out there and try and right. boot some. So Yeah, good to have a 12th man on defense, which, which Hayden seemingly was throughout his CSU career. So hopefully uh, Ryan can kind of follow suit there. But that's going to do it for this one. We thank you guys for listening. See you back here next week. Go Rams!